What's up, citizens of Apologia? This is King Ginger, and I just wanted to take a moment to encourage you all to sign up for Apologia All Access. When you sign up for Apologia All Access, you're going to get exclusive on-demand content. This means that you and your entire family are going to get to watch every single TV show, every single after show, and every single Apologia Academy with new content dropping every single week. But most importantly, your contribution helps Apologia Studios create quality, Christ-centered entertainment that reaches millions of people on our YouTube channels and through our podcast with the gospel. So what are you waiting for? Change everything at ApologiaRadio.com. Non-rockabotus must stop. I don't want to rock the boat. I want to sink it. Are you going to bark all day, little doggy, or are you going to bite? Brett, delusional is okay in your worldview. I'm an animal. You don't chastise chickens for being delusional. You don't chastise pigs for being delusional. So you calling me delusional using your worldview is perfectly okay. It doesn't really hurt. (laughs) She hung up on me. What? What? Desperate times call for faithful men and not for careful men. The careful men come later and write the biographies of the faithful men, lauding them for their courage. Go into all the world and make disciples. Not go into the world and make buddies. Not to make brosives. Right. Don't go into the world and make homies. Right. Disciples. Well, I, yeah. got, I got a bit of a jiggle neck. <laughs> That's a joke, Pastor. When we have the real message of truth, we cannot let somebody say they're speaking truth when yeah. they're not. Take an amazing journey to a place that will blow your mind and move your heart so you will never be the same again. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Gospel Heard Around the World. This is Apologia Radio. And it is officially an Apologia Radio first. First time ever. Probably the last time. (laughs) Probably. We are actually having a very, very special episode today of Apologia Radio. First time ever, ever in years and years and years of of, uh, radio ministry, television ministry over the last year. We have now, for the first time, our wives... On Apologia what? Radio, what's up? So the first thing is... I don't, ha- I don't have my wife on the show today. <laughs> That's probably a good Just thing. Just to let you know. And I even pick some music. And not Jerry's either. See, this is how much I love my wife. I pick some music that she would like, but I kind of blended it with music that I would like. So it's a little bit of Frank Sinatra. It's with a little techno... The little glue the, only, the only way I can stomach techno. <laughs> so here's the thing. We have to find out what do we call our wives because we all have our nicknames. That's the bear. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I'm the ninja. That's the girl. Yep. This is Nostradamus. What's up? Back in the back on the ones and twos is King Ginger. Hello. So we had to think of some names for Cheryl <clears throat> and for Candy. Candy's my wife. Cheryl is Luke's wife. Yeah. And so, what? What do you? What do you call? What do you call her? Do you have a nickname for your wife already, like at home? Uh, Cheryl. Yeah, my kids always make <laughs> my kids always make fun of us because I call her, you know, hey, babe. And but yeah. I guess we say it like bib. Yeah, you're always like bib, bib, hey, bib. Hey, bib. So wait, I can I can chime in on this. Okay, Jeff and Candy call each other babe, 
and uh, Luke and Cheryl call each other dude. Did you say call each other? Call each other. Call each other dude. Well, I don't know. What should we call her, it? Her family always calls her Linny. Yeah. Because that's her, her middle name's Lynn. And so that's usually like, it just kind of naturally became okay. the name I call her when I don't call her her real name. I don't call mine Shorty. <laughs> What's up, Bay. Shorty? Wow. Bay. She's my bae, my Shorty. Hey, Shorty. I sometimes call her baby mama. It's not Shorty. I think it's Shoddy. I know. That's what I'm saying. Shoddy. You were saying, shor- saying Shorty. Well, I'm trying to blend well, the he's two. Got his, you know, he's got all that street credit. Are you calling your wife short? <laughs> Everybody knows she's short. That's true. <laughs> well, let's, inter- let's make the introductions. So this is my lovely wife. Her name is Candy. Hello, Candy. Hi. Hello. She's. Uh, she was a little nervous. She was a little nervous to be on today. I told her, just relax. A lot of bit nervous. A lot of bit nervous. Yeah. And, and, and Luke, I'll let you make the introduction. Uh, this is my wife, Cheryl. What's up? What's up? She says, what's up? She what's up? She what's up, Jill? She went all Ivy Connerly on us. She's like, what's up? What up? It's hard. <laughs> this show is hard. <laughs> so let's talk about what you guys were talking about before. Jerry loves the social media. He loves them internets. He's yeah, good he at does. it. And he likes to take pictures. But Joy doesn't like the pictures that Jerry takes. No, generally speaking, I don't like the pictures that men take. Yeah. Because they think that a good angle is... From below, like they place the camera on the floor and then they take a picture <laughs> and it perfectly accentuates. I mean, it's just a horrible angle because you're kind of just. That is sexist. It's just bad. It's true, yeah, no, you're right, it is, but it's yeah. also true. Yeah. Well, I mean, I posted, okay, so I posted one picture on Instagram. Uh, I, and I no. believe it's been more than one. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with one Luke in particular on that one. where. Joy was just sort of in the back, and I was kind of because you, you, you hadn't. Here's the, let me tell you the story. So you hadn't been here in a while, and it's your first time back. Well, from what I remember, and so I wanted to kind of let people know, hey, it, who's in the background without saying it? And people were like, oh my gosh, Joy's back! But you're kind of in the back, and it, even like your face is more of just like, I'm really not impressed. You guys have really dropped the ball since I've been gone. That, that was more of the picture. It was done a couple weeks ago. No, I think it was more of like a, just sort of like a living face, like probably like a mid blink or like breathe or yeah, was, move or something. It looked like she was choking on a chicken leg or something. <laughs> oh, I, That's impossible. Anyway. On a chunk anyways, of tofu. She had a chunk of tofu is, lodged in her throat. The point is, stuck in her throat. You looked at that picture and you were like, yeah, this is good. I'll post this. <laughs> I thought it, I still think it was great. And in your defense, Jerry, you don't always take bad pictures. You actually take good pictures, except of Joy. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I'm it. saying. Is guys take pictures that we, if there's a woman in the picture, they're like, "We'll just oh, it just looks fine. It looks fine. We won't even check with her. We, it'll just be fine." Yeah, and, and you, then it's always like <laughs> a totally jank picture. <laughs> <laughs> Are you? And this to all started. And this all started this morning because I was trying to get a picture of you guys and the and your wifeies together. And to kind of promote this episode and everything, and that's where all of a sudden Joy's like, "No, don't take their picture. You take terrible pictures. Don't do it." <laughs> no, it's like, that's not what I said at all. I'm it trying sure to protect like my that. friends. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a love your neighbor kind of thing, Jerry. Yeah. Okay. So there's nothing. Can can the other women in the room? Since there's finally other women in this room, finally, other than me, 
Can you guys attest to the fact that when you see a horrible picture of yourself that just like pops up on the internet, you're like, oh, why? Yeah. Why? And then you question your whole life. Like you look like <laughs> Ursula from The Little Mermaid. Yes, yeah. exactly. And you're like, is that what I look like oh. all the time? Yeah. No every one's picture telling I, me. Every picture I take of Candy, she's like, no, you're not putting that up. <laughs> because he takes it from down below. Yes. They think <laughs> it looks why. tough or something. Yeah, I, I don't know. know. They're like, they like to look down like, and look, look hard. At, look at my like manly jaw. And for us, it's like just, I mean, for me anyway, well, here's Double to, chin. This is what you have oh, to do yeah. with pictures. Look at that. Look at that. Yeah. Look at that. Sometimes you have to look at it. Enjoy. <laughs> look at it. So if we take a picture from down below, does it automatically make you have tentacles like Ursula? Yes. It, it looks somehow. like it. Oh. Don't even tag me in that. <laughs> don't. Have you guys seen that new Snapchat um, picture feature? What is it called? Sailor? I don't even know. That's what it looks like. Ursula. It makes you look, it makes you look like that. That's how I feel when Jeff takes pictures of me, like the Snapchat Just feature. Just high angle, please. Uh, I, yeah. haven't, I haven't looked at the Snapchat feature because I'm not 12. It's horrible. I'm not 12. <laughs> hey, I have all these kids in my house, and they're constantly Snapchatting and me. Everybody and everybody wants to throw up a rainbow. Come on. Yeah, exactly. So here's the thing. We wanted to have our wives on the show today, do something fun, and we uh, actually posted up on our page that you guys can ask whatever questions you want. And... Uh, the ladies took, took liberty. They did. That. They sure they did. Asked some questions. <laughs> they sure uh, one, did. One uh, atheist came on and said, uh, "said uh, What's it like to have such an irrational husband?" <laughs> or he said, "Like, does it make you sad that your husband's so irrational?" Are you serious? Yeah, I was like, "That's funny." Delete ban. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if people realize that it's actually very, very easy to make it go away right. forever. Yeah, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> so, um, well, anyway, so we said, hey, you guys can ask whatever questions you like. And what's interesting here is that I've been doing this show for a very, very long time. We've been doing this show for a long time. Decades. Many, many, many episodes. Many delicious episodes. Many scrumptious episodes. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to say it as many times. My wife doesn't wow. like it when I use those words. And um, and so, uh, so my wife is is um kind of a little nervous about the show and so she last night luke she was actually writing down the questions and then actually her answer and and cheryl did she the has same like thing. six she has pages right of notes here. over here okay so and she was like now you need to review this with me i was like babe I'm, I'm not reviewing with you i love you it's we're gonna go we're gonna go with the flow and so she doesn't know what i'm gonna ask her but I do. Well, I do know because remember I said you're She's only like, allowed to ask yeah, these questions right here on the floor. Yes, please. <laughs> I, Cheryl was going over her answers with me and uh, she was like, you know, being very honest. And she's like, you think it's okay if I say this? And I'm like, <laughs> have you thing. ever l- listened to Apology Raider? She goes, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> My wife's the same. Like, I'm like, I did it. She asked me a question. I'm like, I've done like 10 shows on that, babe. She's like, I'm busy. <laughs> oh, I listen to it. So, um, I, I actually have a question for you first, Cheryl. If I, if I may, I'll ask. I'll ask the first question to get us going here. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, Cheryl, my question is: Does Luke do at home every morning the same ritual that he does with me in the morning when we go out and on trips together? He wakes up and he has a morning ritual that is pretty spectacular. I mean, it's it's very elaborate and long, and I just want... And you're not allowed to speak, or don't even say anything. This is a really pointed question. It seems like you already know the answer. That upsets Jeff very much. Let's, let's just I'll say let he's... My wife answer he's a, I should be allowed to have a rebuttal. He's a creature of habit, for sure. Okay, is, is that your answer? So hold on, real fast. So if he doesn't do the ritual, the, the and it's a... Spe- guys, you don't understand. It's a specific point-by-point ritual. It's like one two three four in a row and it's for like exactly the same time 
the whole time. And I'm just used to it. So I'm like, fine. I'm just wondering, does he really do it at home every day? And if he doesn't, if he's ever missed it, does he like wander around the rest of the day going like, who am I? What, what am I? What am I doing? What? No, but if he doesn't do these things in order, I think he's sick or something's wrong. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Just that's what I want to know. Okay. So here's... Here's Jeff's ritual. Yeah. Jeff's ritual is to sit in bed and on his phone until there's five minutes yes. to leave. Yes. And it's like, yes. hey, oh my God. That's Jeff, what he does. We have to leave in five minutes. Yep. Are you gonna get ready? Oh uh, what? Yep. Oh. Oh uh, yeah. I guess I'll get ready. And then Marcus is in the other room going, Where's Jeff? We're fifteen minutes late. Yeah. Well, that's because he just decided to get ready when it's Because I'm to reading leave. I'm okay. getting caught up with Thank what's you. happening in the world. Luke knows, say say. <laughs> this is why the ritual bugs you, Jeff. I don't it's like because this it show. flies in the face of <laughs> I don't like this show. <laughs> getting too personal. Yeah. So um so I'm I am gonna catch up with what's happening in the world. There's a lot of messages, a lot of a lot of links that come my way. And Luke just wants to do his neti pot. Yes, that's <laughs> that's the thing. Well, I didn't mention there's also a neti pot involved. Yeah, sure. but here's the thing though, and we're gonna go to commercial right now. Um, but what's interesting is that like Luke and I have a good flow together though. Like we're just cool with it. Like we understand and we just do our thing. And so a lot of grace for each other. So I know that the moment Luke's feet hit the floor, I have no matter what, however tired I am, I got to get up fast so that I can get into that one hotel bathroom before he does, or I will have to find some other way Amen. to take care of myself because <laughs> that door ain't opening Yeah. for 25 minutes. You, you know, I'll say, hey, I'm about to get in the shower. Yeah. You better go to the bathroom yeah. now. And he's okay. Yeah. And then I'll be in the shower getting ready and I'll come out and he's still in bed watching YouTube. Yeah, One time I exactly. came in and he uh, he was in a bath and he had like little rubber duckies. He was nah. smashing. He was like, <laughs> <laughs> he had a little floaty you, around himself. You, you and I both know if any of us take a sweet bathy time, it's not me. No, seriously. This is true. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. So it's going to be a fun show. We thought we'd do something a little out of the ordinary we're gonna have a lot of a lot of fun and a lot of questions and so stay with us guys uh don't forget go to apologiaradio.com and sign up for all access you participate with us in ministry we have some amazing things that are coming very very soon uh to youtube and i can't wait for you to see it um i think i could say it we're gonna let you guys see the ark encounter and it's gonna be a big event we want you guys to get your churches together your friends together big event the ark encounter share it on your social media we're gonna do prizes uh, for those of you guys that share pictures of you guys together, gathered, watching the Ark Encounter on YouTube. That's where it'll be released. And so ApologiaRadio.com is where you guys go get past episodes. And we will be right back. What's up, y'all? This is Jeff Durbin with Apologia Radio at ApologiaRadio.com. want to talk to you guys about an amazing connection that we have right now with Whitfield Theological Seminary. I want you to run over to whitfield.edu, whitfield.edu, W-H-I-T-E-F-I-E-L-D.edu. I I want you to check out the programs they have. They have undergraduate programs at Whitfield College, and they also have Whitfield Theological Seminary for the graduate degree and above and beyond. I, I think you'll really be impressed with the rigorous nature of the classes, the consistent biblical worldview taught and adhered to. I want you to contact Whitfield Theological Seminary at whitfield.edu. Get a hold of our friend, Dr. Kenneth Talbot, and start your classes today. ApologiaRadio.com. 
Welcome back. Welcome back to Night Sounds. <laughs> All right. You guys enjoying your stay so far? Yes? Yeah. Now, see, there's nothing to be nervous about. It's just us. Nobody else is here but us. Mm. <laughs> Nobody oh. else is listening. Thousands of other people. <laughs> That's right. So, um, we are back. <laughs> we are excited about this show. And I'm sure Joy feels excellent today with two of her favorite ladies in the room and the fact that there are ladies in the room. Yeah. Besides... No, it feels good. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely got me out of bed today. <laughs> today. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> So we've talked about Luke's uh, morning ritual and got confirmation there. Luke, do you have anything you'd like to ask my wife before we start? Or before you put that banana in your mouth? <laughs> um, I think I know everything there is to know about you. Okay, wow. good. Good <laughs> eating during a radio show. Yeah. All right, so we asked some questions. My phone's not going off. Uh, we, th- we thought uh, we would uh, you know, make the, the, the most out of the show, not only make it fun for you guys to hear from our wives, but also just hopefully say some things that may be a blessing to you guys, those of you guys uh, that are they're married, um, um, and also for those of you guys that are in ministry, other pastors' wives uh, that are listening. And um, so I'm going to, let me, let, okay, let me, let, me be, let me be nice here, okay? I will, um, I will let you guys introduce the questions that you thought you'd like to answer, and then uh, we'll, we'll go from there, and then I will I will give you the hard questions <clears throat> later. Oh, nice. After we warm you up. I'll let Cheryl <laughs> go first. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, the first one that was asked on the uh, Facebook thread was the biggest obstacle balancing children, house, household stuff, supporting your husbands in ministry when they're too busy to help and all that. Did you write your answer down? <laughs> We have the same answer. We probably do. So, so, okay, the question was, how do you balance? All the things that you're responsible for as a wife and a mom Mm -hmm. and a pastor's wife. Okay. All right. So, what do you you think? um, Well, in the season that I'm in with very small children, probably just beating myself up if the house isn't perfect. Um, You're not doing awesome Pinterest crafts and unrealistic things like that and gourmet meals. And you get down on yourself, but... um, when there's days that you guys are gone, you know, several times in a row or late nights, it's hard to just like keep perspective, but trying to keep a steady pace of getting stuff done. And um, the best advice I ever received actually on this was from Patty at Apologia Church, a dear mentor of ours. And she said to ask your husband what he would like you to do today. And especially when you've got really little kids or babies, sometimes that's all you can do. So and it's helpful, you know, you don't feel like he's coming home and thinking, this house is a mess, and what does she do all day? And usually they're not thinking that, it's just all in your paranoid head, but, yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I'm glad Jeff is not, like, OCD about cleaning and stuff. Yeah. No. <laughs> or he'd be mad, like, all the time. <laughs> he's <helps>. not. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> hey. <laughs> this is turning into, like... Something I didn't intend. The Jeff Rose. Yeah, I told you. Roast. I said, are you sure you want no, to No, you can say. That? You can say whatever you want. Um, yeah, I mean, okay, so it, ministry is is a very, very unique thing because um, when you commit to ministry and you commit to serving people uh, for the glory of Jesus, uh, that means that, you know, you're giving up a lot of things. And um, it is it is a difficult balance even as a, as a minister trying to balance the most important thing, which is your family. 
um, with your role and your call as a, a shepherd of God's people, which is a very, very, very huge responsibility. And so, um, so yeah, like you, you, Luke and I are never not being pastors, never not serving um, the people of God at Apologia Church. So if your phone rings at two in the morning, you have to do a phone call at two in the morning, maybe even leave your house at two in the morning to go take care of somebody. If somebody needs to go to the hospital, you have to leap on your quote unquote day off. You have to leave and do, you know, whatever, you know, God calls you to do that day. And so, um, so yeah, there's, it's difficult because there's times where Luke and I may have, uh, maybe have a uh, two weeks where we're gone from morning until night, um, the whole day, the whole night. Um, and so it becomes a difficult balance even for us to make sure, okay, I have to make sure that I have made my family the priority. And so that's a hard balance. So good answers. Um, was that Michael's question? Michael Johnson, I think it was one of the first ones on the thread. Yeah. I, I just said time. That was the big, my, our biggest obstacle is time. Like trying to juggle all these things. Um, I love something Bodhi Bauckham said in his book, Family Driven Faith, which we're going through right now. Yep. Um, he says, schedule your time or you'll lose it. Mm. And I feel like that is totally true. Um, so yeah, Jeff and I just recently, you think we would have this figured out? How long have we been married? <laughs> <laughs> How long have we been married? <laughs> 17, 17 years. 17 years. Um, we finally were like, you know, I think it's like always a reevaluation too when you're in ministry because things change constantly. Um, you have to constantly be like, okay, let's get back together and figure out um, how we're going to do this now because ministry changes. And mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, we just have to say, and you have to be realistic. Like we can't sit every day and, you know, meet every day because our schedules don't allow that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we can say we can meet this day and that day we can do our family worship on those days. And so you just have to always fight for your time. Yeah. Yeah. Always. Ministry is awesome. And what Luke and I always try to tell people is uh, we're all in full-time ministry. So the whole idea of like, I'm going to go into full-time ministry. You are in full-time ministry if you're a believer. You are in full-time ministry. But it's a question of like vocational ministry. If you're in vocational ministry and this is what you do 24 hours a day and this is how, you know, you live and you support and provide for your family. um, It's it's a very, very difficult um, thing to juggle and to balance and you do have to constantly reassess and say, okay, what new thing is happening the next seven days we have to focus on? And how do we make sure that that doesn't uh, destroy our lives? And I think Luke and I can, can say we learned a lot, um, I, you know, pastoring and serving God before, but Apologia Church as a church plant, um, we learned a lot of very, very hard lessons in the first two years. The first two years of ministry or yeah. so, oh, I mean, yeah. we, we were going around the clock and we neglected, I think many times, you know, our primary responsibility, which is to our families. And so we learned some pretty hard lessons like, you know, don't do that. And there are certain times where you just have to say no and you have to focus upon your primary responsibility, which is your family. Um, and so we, we definitely learned a lot first two years of Apologia Church. Yeah. And I was just going to say that definitely have to be able to go with the flow. Mm-hmm. Um and not get too caught up in um in when your schedule changes not getting too upset mm-hmm. <laughs> right it's like you were just saying you almost have to take it a week at a time a day at a time sometimes because it's constantly th- things happen and you have plans that constantly get changed and uh and so just being flexible mm-hmm. and i know we often joke but we we a lot of times f- feel like we're flying by the seat of our pants the seat, not the seed. 
uh, and uh, seed. And uh, that's that's old. That's old school apology yeah, radio. You guys right don't there. listen to apology radio. Yeah, if you if you listen to our show, you would know what that joke was. I was. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, we we constantly feel that way, um, and so um, definitely, you know, it's not a nine to five sitting in your office. Well, it's five o'clock. Time to shut off. Can't do pastor that. mode and go home and you know, it, doesn't, Funny, uh, it doesn't work that way. Somebody said the other day, because I brought it up on our homeschool page for, for our own church. And I, you know, I was just trying to get the women to interact and like tell me how they do their own family worship and stuff like that. And one of the ladies said that she knows someone and they're a pastor. And she's like, every single night at the same time at 7 p.m., they sit down and they do their, their worship and their, and I'm like, what? I <laughs> Like that is foreign to me because I don't even know how that's, possible every day every single day is different yeah and yeah and, it, and you have to be yeah you're right Luke, you have to be really flexible and try to figure out how to do it like i mean think it was saturday we were we had planned to go yeah. see a movie together saturday saturday we were basically heading out the door to go see a movie together and then the phone call came and and had to end up going to the hospital and and things like that and then we you know we just have to constantly readjust but i think that's um what, what i was getting at was luke and i try to share people with people all the time about ministry that you're, you know, you're in full-time ministry, but if you're going to vocational ministry where you're serving God with your life like this, it is the most amazing, wonderful thing you could possibly do if you're called to do it, but it is awful, the, also the most awful thing you could do every day yeah. because every day it's the worst of the worst and the best of the best. It's these great moments of high, glorious, praise God, this is incredible, and then it literally in the same hour, then you get a phone call and it's the most awful thing you can possibly imagine you have to face and it's just difficulty and um, and balancing that um, with a normal functioning family is is something that I think we're always working on um, in ministry. But uh, I think the, the key thing, I think, for me anyway, is grace, trying to work on giving uh, everybody grace in the midst of this really awesome thing that God is doing um, and being flexible to make sure everyone is... Uh, Having mercy for one another. All right, the next question came from somebody we know, uh, Honey Bridger. Honey Bridger oh, wanted to know, <laughs> how much beard hair do they have to clean up? Oh. Clearly, clearly, Honey Bridger don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, how much, you don't really have to clean up any beard oh, hair. Oh, goodness. Let me just tell you, my, no, his sink is in a constant state of stopped up. From beard hair. Like, it's just non-stop, stopped-up sink. Oh, what's that? That's a man. Okay. And so, he'll, he'll, what he'll do is he'll stop up my That's sink. That's a man sink. Or he'll, he'll stop up his sink, and then he'll go to my sink. <laughs> and he'll start using mine, and his beard shavings are in it. And oh, no. It's horrible. That's a... That's a that's a man sink right there. That's what that is. Joy, don't give me looking at no eyes over there, Joy. That's a man sink. How about you? Is there any, any beard stuff it's going gross. on with Luke, or is he... I mean, Does he do it when he's he, doing his neti pot? And, uh, it's and, pretty clean. Okay, so next is, uh, uh, let's see here. Here we go. Barbara Anderson asked, does your family live on a time schedule or do you guys just go with the flow? That We already did that one, didn't we? Okay. Well, no, we didn't do okay, it. Do, no. do, okay, do it. Does your family live on a time schedule or do you just go with the flow? Breakfast time, school start, flash end, lunch, supper, bedtime, quiet time. Just wondering. We may have different answers on this one, Cheryl. I don't know. Well, out of sake of survival, babies have to get naps. That's but true. I mean, yes. 
I said, um, we're night owls, so our schedule is not typical. We're not up first thing in the morning because we're usually up late for ministry or I'll wait up for him so we can have our time together to pray or talk or whatever, mm-hmm. watch a Netflix series or AMC show, <laughs> etc. Netflix and chill. Yeah. Not, oh, okay. So, we I mean, there. we have a loose schedule, but it's not a free-for-all. <laughs> yeah. I'm married. <laughs> you have older kids, so. Yeah, when we, first, when we first started <laughs> the ministry... Um, my kids were in school. They were in public school, right? Mm-hmm. Beth, mm-hmm. I think it was the f- yeah very first beginning. I'm just getting roasted on this whole episode. And <laughs> yeah, when we first uh, when we first started, this is many many years ago. Um, I was coming um, out of the mindset that I was in. Um, I had been the most militant, hostile person against homeschooling you could possibly imagine. I didn't just say no homeschooling. I was hostile, and I would just. You can't, you're in a Christian ghetto and you're just trying to flee from the world and you're not going to reach people. And so, yeah, I think when we first started, we were um, I think you school. guys had just... Because I don't think I ever really... I think when you were doing Epic, the kids were in public school. They were. But I don't think once we yeah. planted Apologia that they were... Where, where I was going with that is that it was extremely difficult to do ministry and the kids being in school because they never saw Jeff then. Um, because, it, I mean, at the time also he had another job, you know, he had several jobs. Um, but so, I, I, I love homeschooling because it's so flexible um, and ministry is so just not the same every day. So, yeah, we are, not, we're very, um, what's the word, Jeff? We are not very scheduled. Yeah. We can't be really. <laughs> Flexible. <laughs> unscheduled, like unhomeschooling. Yeah. Unscheduled. Yeah. We just can't be. Yeah. It's just, it's, well, here's the thing, because there may be a time where in ministry things get really, really rough and difficult and you have to do a lot of counseling. Like I think um, it was for like a 10 day period and la- like ending last week, Luke and I met with between the two of us, 40 people face to face, counseling, discipleship, uh, hospital, I think twice in those days, um, phone calls at, you know, one or two in the morning, those sorts of things. And so there, there, there's a certain point where you realize, okay, it's been 10 or 14 days. And so we have to try to figure out a way to like not make the next five days like that. So you have to try to figure out how to, how to say, okay, we've, I've done, I've done two months of work now of ministry in, in 10 days, it's time to make sure that I, there's flexibility and it, 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 the schedule will look different over the next five right. days just because Except of... for now, there's the Mormon pageant. Now the Mormon so Easter like, pageant popped up. We keep saying like, oh, it's just it's just this week and then we're like, oh, it's next week too. Oh, yeah. and then... But it's it's nice because like Jeff can take the kids with him to the temple and they can spend time together there. Um, yeah. So you just figure out a way to make it work for your family. But my kids do go to bed and they have a bedtime. That's about the only thing we're scheduled with. This is a good one. How do you manage the households when husbands are so busy and may not be able to help a ton? What things do you do to recharge and reconnect? That's from Abby Schweitzer. Oh, I know her. She's yeah. from she's from Apologia. A. A. Schweitz. A. Schweitz. <laughs> so how do you do it, ladies? I think I have an advantage because I have bigger kids to help. So, so they, what help, do you do? they help me clean a lot. They help me with the kids. Like, and they um, love every minute of oh, it. Oh, they love it so much. They ask to do it. No, they don't. <laughs> oh, I bet they, they do. don't. <laughs> they don't do any of those things. Um, so yeah, that's, that's how I manage. I would say that's how I, they just help me a lot. Yeah. The bigger kids. Yeah. I have to also say no a lot. I have to say no to a lot of baby showers, birthday parties, um, even Bible studies, women's Bible studies, because 
it's mainly, uh, you know, a lot of times I'm just a single mom because Jeff does work a lot. So for sure. Yeah. You just have to learn how to say no or you'll lose your mind. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm a major neat freak. So having children has been this giant sanctification thing for me because they're just little messy tornadoes. Lord love them. But um, just lowering the standard, not to the point where you're just living in filth, but you know, it's okay if there's stuff on the floor because you're teaching kids and trying to balance toddler chasing and diaper changing and homeschooling and meal prep and mm-hmm. doing the best you can and asking your husband what he wants done. So there you've got clear communication. Pretty much that's it. And then as far as the schedule, flexibility and like, not robbing yourself of a blessing because you're pouting because you're mad because something changed and I've done that so many times that then you can just step back and look at well my husband's out like trying to save you know help people the gospel and get them saved and you could be doing a lot worse <laughs> thankfully your mom lives close too yeah okay. she's like a lifesaver for sure and then Abby had a second part question like a she, second she did part have a second part okay the second part was um what things do you do to recharge and reconnect? Should we answer that when we come yeah, back? Yeah, go ahead and answer now. Oh, well, I have a lot of... Well, okay. Oh, so much pressure. Um, well, Abby, um, Park Day is a huge way for me to recharge. Me too. I wrote is that. It? Uh-huh. Yay, we got one right. Um, so as odd as that is, like... Because there's no like wrong a, answers. Well, okay. <laughs> but that's one way I recharge and connect with um, other women. Vacations are a huge um, way for our families to reconnect. And I also love a blog um, by gracecoversme.com. I read that a lot. I can really recharge by reading books by other pastors' wives and things like that. Articles and such. Nancy Wilson. I have a question. <laughs> All day, I, every day. Every day. <laughs> yeah. I got a question about that when we come back. I want to ask okay. about that. Okay, here we go. Quick break, guys. We will be right back. Apologiaradio.com with pastors' wives. Ladies and gentlemen, beauties and beasts, I have some good news for you. But in order for me to tell you the good news, I must share with you the bad. A beard can be a most magnificent thing, but it can also be the downfall of a man. An unmaintained beard prevents a face from shining. An unmaintained beard causes dry, itchy skin. An unmaintained beard is a source of beardruff. You know, like dandruff, but beardruff. An unmaintained beard is sharp and ruthless, like iron bristles, not good for the lady friend. An unmaintained beard forfeits future growth based on the lack of preparation today. And let's not forget that an unmaintained beard robs your face from smelling amazing. Let not thy beard be thy downfall. Protect your manlyhood. An epic combination of manliness and manhood. If you are hearing this today, there is hope for your beard. Go to youcosbeard.com and enter the code APOLOGIA and you can save some money while you save your face. This is a romantic music right now. This is Romeo and Juliet soundtrack. She knew. That's why I hate it. What? Oh, I this love is that movie. What is wrong with you, man? I loathe that movie. That's insane. I hate it. Whoa. Why? How do you hate it? That's he, strong. Because he hates love. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Love you. <laughs> okay, so I, I did have a question. Um, I Can you guys talk about the common perception of a pastor's wife? So, like... Um, People often uh, think like the pastor's wife is like Mrs. Pastor. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, the, the pastor's wife is supposed to be the the second pastor, assistant pastor, like of the church sort of thing. So you sort of had like, you have people that have like a perception of you that you're supposed to be like on staff. The first like, lady. You're supposed mm-hmm. to be the one who's actually, 
you know, teaching all the things and you're supposed to be there that's available for all the counseling sort of thing. And like your, your role is to be Mrs. Pastor and to kind of like be second in charge of the church. You know, that's kind of a perception many people have of the pastor's wife. And they even have, I think, unrealistic expectations they have for a pastor's wife mm-hmm. um, where they even treat their kids differently, yes. mm-hmm. you know, or, you know, their kids aren't allowed to sin or make mistakes because, well, you're the, you're the, you're the pastor's kids. And so you have sort of expectations. So I don't know. Talk to that because like, that, that would be interesting to hear. You're not you're not known as Ms. Cheryl and Ms. Candy. Ms. No. no. I I would say I w- I want to speak directly to like um you know, new pastors wives that are you may be going into ministry. Well, there was a question um, about a lady that's been a pastor's wife for a year, so yeah. this will be good. So I'd like to speak to her first directly, that pastor's wife. First you can friend request us. Yeah. We, for we sure. Start a pastor's wife. I'm totally joking. Um, the first rules you never talk about. The first it, rule about Pastor's Wives Club is you <laughs> never talk, talk about, about it. It'll be secret. <laughs> no, I, I think you should just, Jeff already said it. You just need to tell yourself over and over, you are not Mrs. Pastor. Um, that's easy to do when you first start a church. Um, Out of you, necessity, because yeah. it's so small, you are kind of doing everything. You really are. Like even washing the communion bowls and exactly. such. Exactly. And cleaning up after the meals, you know, you really are doing most of the stuff, but you don't have to, like you can free, you, you can free yourself up from the expectation that you have to do all these things um, because you don't, but that's not what. What is your role then? So like somebody is a pastor's <laughs> wife and they're feeling sort of the weight of the responsibility of being a pastor's wife. What is a pastor's wife's role um, before God? really the I mean it's the same as just a wife yeah. um you're, it's support mm-hmm. and you know an example of respect and support and making sure that your kids are getting raised up you know in the Lord and yeah being making your home a safe haven because it's hard to do ministry and mm-hmm. you guys need to come home to not craziness and anger and you know chaos yeah I would echo all those things I want to echo the echo. I want to echo your echo. echo. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, (laughs) Okay. um, How? Oh, this is a good one. Uh, Hold on. Sorry. I wanted wanted to tag on to that. (laughs) I want to echo that echo. (laughs) Sorry. Um, I'm just thinking of that video now. Yeah. The things that Christians say that's really funny. Yeah. Um, Anyways, one thing kind of along this discussion, I know Cheryl and I have talked a lot about she often feels like um that her job quote unquote job is is like not important right and 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 i've and the way i view it and i've told her and i'm sure you guys had the same discussion is i think she has like the most important job in the world and it's the evangelization of our kids mm-hmm. yep. right and so like um you know it, we're out there constantly you know preaching the gospel and ministering to people and that's all really important stuff, but I'm like, um, selfishly, right? My kids are much more important exactly, than other people's kids. Mm-hmm. No offense to other people's kids, because obviously we <laughs> love them. Yeah. But, you know, to me, that's much more important that, you know, that they're raised up in, in, in the Lord and with the gospel and with truth than anything else. So yeah. talk, that, talk amongst yourselves. That's legacy type stuff. It is. Mm-hmm. That's our most important job, our raising our, our children. And that's it. Joy, you've been here since the very beginning yep. of the church. What, yeah. what, what have you seen 
um, happened to uh, Cheryl and Candy, like from your perspective, like what have you seen that's that maybe changed, been different, or what do you see about the whole situation? I think, um, well, Candy kind of touched on it, actually, and Cheryl did too. It's, you know, it's sort of just like a an ongoing thing, but um, I noticed that the expectations placed on self, I know that it's probably pretty well known that women are, they compare themselves to one another mm-hmm. and they're very self-critical mm-hmm. and so I think I've seen um, both of you guys have definitely eased up on feeling all this pressure to be a certain way and and do certain things um, and I know you guys still feel those pressures but when we first started things it was just like all the time it was crazy and I could see why you guys felt that way especially because we talked about how little the church was and yeah you kind of did have more expectation on you but that's definitely faded more and i noticed yeah. candy you've gotten better about saying no oh yeah i'm like a pro <laughs> at it now i'm like nope no no and then cheryl <laughs> has relinquished a lot of control because like you said you're like a neat freak you used to be like a germaphobe for sure mm-hmm. and like a lot of it just just relaxed more like things that you know were hard to give up but yeah but you guys, I mean, it's just, I don't know. And it, I'm sure it feels freeing. Like you realize, like, why did I put does, all that unnecessary pressure on myself? <laughs> I do like, um, you know, I like to, I like to be involved with like the homeschool ministry and um, the mills ministry at our church. Mm-hmm. But that's because I like to do it. Yeah, I like, think that's important. You yeah. don't, well, and we've had conversations. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously I'm not a pastor's wife, but we've talked about how like you don't have to do everything. Exactly. You don't. Just because... You know, you've been around mm-hmm. in the church forever or you're a pastor's wife or yeah. whatever it may be. You don't like if you don't feel like you want to be somewhere, you don't feel called or it's conflicting with something else yeah. you have going on. Like, just be like, no, I'm not going to yeah. gonna do that. So just consider your pastor's wife just like anybody else yeah. in the church. Yep. Treat her with the same respect Ooh. and uh, expectations as anyone else. Oh, this is big. Oh, this this is good. Okay. So one of the interesting interesting things about being in ministry and serving God in a leadership capacity and even being a pastor's wife and, and being a part of these kinds of things that we are, Joy, like a show like this that ministers really around the world, is that I think people have the assumption that um, you don't need ministering to or you, don't, you already have enough friends and you're invited to all this stuff. So that's one of the interesting things about ministry too is, is that people don't realize that the people who are who are serving you um, full time with their lives um, oftentimes are the ones who get the least amount of encouragement and support, um, and that that's interesting. Talk I, maybe you can talk to that. Oh. Uh, that's really interesting. Is that people don't realize that say pastors and pastors' families um, so, sometimes get the least amount of attention and encouragement in the body mm-hmm. because they're they're usually spending all their time serving. Um, but people in the body, I think, have the assumption that, well, they're super strong and they're good. And I'm sure people, people are handling that. So talk to that. That'd be good. Maybe people can, people can hear that and maybe bless their pastors and pastors' families. I think Holly kind of asked that too, didn't she? Yes, Wasn't she that did. kind of her question? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's true. I think, um, who was it? Which pastor was it? I, I, well, I won't say. It said that the pastors and their families are some of the loneliest people. Because I think a lot of times um, they're the last to be thought of, <laughs> you know, when it comes to, and, and don't get me wrong, there are so many people in our church that I could think of 
that do a really good job of that, like always making sure that we're taken care of and yeah. ministered to. Asking yeah. how we are and yeah. reaching out. Yeah, yeah but for sure. For, as a whole, it um, is something I think that the body lacks. Is that Yeah, generally rude? in the church. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, generally speaking in Not churches. Not our church, yeah. but... Generally speaking, in church, yeah. people maybe neglect the fact that oh, my pastor and his family may need some encouragement and some help, and and yeah. um, and uh, so that that would be really cool too because I think that helps too to put the whole thing in perspective. Um, I, Luke and I feel this way very strongly. We're not professionals. Mm-hmm. This is not a job. This is not a corporation. This is the body of Christ. And so um, and so I think people need to get into that mentality that this is not a job. He's not. He's not working for me like he's a boss of a company mm-hmm. kind of a thing, and I'm his customer. This is the body of Christ, and he's 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 ministering. And uh, so, in that respect, it's okay for you to come alongside your pastor and his family and say, you know, you're loved and you're encouraged. And how can we how can we love you this week? And how can we help you? And do you need anything? Any support from us? Do you need any prayer? Mm-hmm. Those are really, I think, really helpful things. And you're right; we have a lot of people at Apology at Church that are like yeah. that. But generally speaking, yeah, yeah. I mean, you said this. I think from the pulpit, and this isn't like a complaint. It's just a, it's just a, a matter of fact statement that the majority of the phone calls we receive aren't, "Hey Jeff, what's up? How you doing?" It's help. Yeah, <laughs> right? always help. And so like, and and that's fine. That's you know that's why we do this. We love it. But it's just a matter of fact. Like that's the majority of the phone calls we get. It's not an, phone calls of encouragement. It's you know, I need something. Something's broken. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think it's even, I I can't speak for wise, but I think it's probably even worse maybe for them. Mm-hmm. Ooh. So. That's big. Yeah. That, let's talk about that for a second. Um, so how, how does it affect you guys? How do you handle the fact that we have a ministry that's very, very involved in difficult things, whether it's abortion, whether it's, some social issue that's that's sin and we address it or whether it's like a theological conflict and we get attacked often mm-hmm. online oh. and uh, there's a lot of <laughs> a lot of people mention us by name yeah. you guys will be in a group and you'll see a whole thread about about me or yeah. or something and so how, how do you guys handle that aspect after getting over wanting to cut somebody um, <laughs> I was going to say is that easy you just retaliate and you send them a nasty message no you don't do that um, at no. all it's, you have to be so so to speak on Facebook and mm-hmm. I just I try very hard not to say much at all but you do see these things and a lot of times our husbands will try to protect us and say you know what just get out of that group or this yeah. thread or whatever just don't look at it we try to protect ourselves but it's honestly for me it's easier to hear negativity I was just saying this to Joy and Candy it's easier to hear negativity from like an atheist or a non-Christian because you know where they're coming from and that they're depraved and all this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they don't have the Lord and they're lost. But it's harder when um, uh, like trolley parental basement dwelling keyboard warriors are claiming <laughs> Christianity and they're just tearing you apart and you right. know. Right. The sincerity and countless hours that go into the content and ministry ministries of our church and the time sacrificed. And for me, it's like a slap in the face because... For us, it's time lost with our husbands and children, mm. but for the glory of God and for the advancement of the kingdom. But yeah, yeah, cut that out. Yeah, <laughs> be more. Yeah, just just remember, there's always a pastor's wife reading comments about her husband, right, especially yeah. on the Reformed pub. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Reformed pub, oh love gosh. them. But I had to take myself off last week because. Um, there was a lot of you were you were really popular on there last week, and I'm all I'm <laughs> all reading. He was. I'm all reading the comments, and finally Jeff had to say like, uh, "Candy, you need to go 
you need you need to stop. You need to stop reading those comments. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, buy Reform Pub for now. <laughs> and I'll see you some other time. It's funny because I think you and I like we see stuff like that and we're just like, whatever. It doesn't even no affect us. We take it personal. Push it off, and they're like. Cheryl's like fuming, like ready to hurt somebody, and I'm like, I don't even care what they said. I don't, whatever, man. Like, well, we know why we're doing what we're exactly. doing, and um, yeah, and that, that's an interesting aspect of ministry too. Is when you, I think, when you do ministry right and you do it for the glory of God, and you're willing to take stand stands, bold stands for truth, you're you're going to get attacked. You're gonna mm-hmm. you get attacked by unbelievers, and you're gonna get attacked by believers who may not understand your motivations, and they may not even understand the full context of what you're saying, and so they come. And they attack you and those sorts of things. And so I think the best thing to do is um, is to, to firm up in yourself why you do what yeah. you do in ministry and to know that you do it for the glory of God, for nobody's pleasure but mm-hmm. his. And if you are there, then you can let every little criticism really go off your back. And that doesn't mean you're not teachable. No, don't get me wrong. No. Um, you definitely have to be teachable. And um, I, I do have people to speak into my life that um, are respected, well-known people that speak into my life. And... Can confront me. Luke's allowed to confront me. So it's not about not being teachable, but when you see just criticisms that are just way off the mark and it's just not people not understanding, it's just easy to say it was for the glory of God. I know why I did what I did and uh, I would do it 10 times on Sunday. Does that break the Sabbath? No. <laughs> what about 10 times on Monday? <laughs> yeah. And I think what you said is important. Like you just need to remember who you're doing it. You're, you're doing it for God and not man because if you were doing it for man, you would have quit a long time. And thank God for, <laughs> thank God for you reminding yeah. Like we're, Candy and I talk or message almost every day just to encourage each other because we have each other and sometimes there's a pastor with just one pastor of a church and you've got to hook up with somebody and find a mentor because it's, it's so vital to have that support. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, here's one. How do you stay, this is from Denise Thomas. How do you stay motivated homeschooling oh. the kids when you feel like quitting? That's a good one. I would say... The first thing I would say is... Um, you never wanted to quit homeschooling, have you? Your, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> never. Like every other month? Um, no, I'm just kidding. Not that often. Um, I would first look at what you're doing and um, ask, are you doing too much? Like, am I doing, you know, what, what are we doing? Can I drop some things? Maybe activities? Stretching yourself thin. Yeah, like, are you doing too much curriculum? Um, are you trying to be a teacher from a public school? Are you trying to make your school look your, your home look like a classroom. Those are probably all reasons that people get burnt out and want to quit. So I would say reevaluate that. I think, too, um, a lot of moms or I mean, well, I think, you know, not every mom, but a lot of times you'll find yourself uh, doing something because you feel like if you don't do it, people will think you're a bad mom yeah. or you're not as good of a mom or whatever. So um, if you're doing something purely because you're afraid that someone will think yeah. you're a bad parent. You should cut it out. Yeah. <laughs> Drop <laughs> that thing immediately. You know. Yeah. I would say um, talk to your husband. Jeff's always like when I have those moments, because everyone does who homeschools, uh, especially when you see your friends post about like getting their nails done and, you know, yeah, getting nails, to go shopping. Did. And I'm like, did. oh, I would love to have a day like that. Um but yeah, talk to your husband and just remember why you're doing it. Um, Cheryl, what are you? Well, I was a public school teacher. <laughs> Very against homeschooling. Yeah. Never said it. I would never do it. And Luke was, you know, right behind me on that. And 
Jeff and Candy actually prayed for us, which long we found time. out later for a long time <laughs> that we would have a change of heart and the Lord would Dirty speak rats. to us. <laughs> and Sneaky it's, prayers. It's so great. Um, <laughs> for me, re- uh, watching the, the documentary film uh, Indoctrination was the turning point. Oh, yeah. Um, and just teaching, I taught kindergarten. So like these little things of, you know, um, homosexuality and just humanism and all that, they, they were real subtle because it's, it was little kids, but it was in there. And then the older you get, it, it, it gets, you know, more and more prevalent. But uh, for me, just thinking about how I get the privilege to teach my child through a biblical lens mm-hmm. and I don't have to, you know, hold back on anything. I can tell her ev- everything, you know, as the Lord yeah. As it is, yeah. it's just a blessing. That's got to be really freeing for you. Oh man, yeah. Or go from having to close your mouth and squeeze well, your lips. I, I said whatever I wanted, but yeah. I was just afraid I was gonna get in trouble. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really. I never thought about that. Wow. I would, I would say another way to like um, recharge would be look in your area for co-ops. Like that's a really. Mm-hmm. I think that that's a huge way for women to. Yeah. Well, you meet, you let the kids play, and you guys yeah. talk, and you recharge, and you. And we have the blessing of having so yeah. many homeschooling families so at our many, church. Yeah. So it, we get to meet all um, every week. So every do, you, do you remember week? the time, babe, that we went to... Hear that? Babe. Babe. Yes, babe. <laughs> um, do you remember when we we were first homeschooling and we were doing school like 8.15 is hour one. Yeah, it was horrible. A 10-minute break, eight nine fifteen. Oh, no. Like, boom, all And the a way. new baby and a and, new church. And, all yeah, the same new year. church, new baby, kids. Everywhere, new dog. Like I mean, it was Jeff's like, like I don't want you to go out of the house until after three thirty because what if people see you and then they'll yeah. know that you're totally not. Had your no kids idea. aren't doing school right now, so yeah. that's so, the beauty of it. Yeah, I that's know. right. Now we're like, what ifs? People are like, and this was people say, and this was me in school. I'm like, we homeschool y'all. Like, they could do <laughs> like, school whenever they we want. We do homeschool. They're on. They're on a field trip, <laughs> <laughs> right? This is how, how to do life. Talking about homeschooling, someone asked some of our favorite curriculums. Uh, well, before you get to that, real fast, oh, I'm going to okay. say some real fast. So, because this is what Cheryl said, oh, um, okay. the um, the the first the first couple of months, we uh, you were it was oppressive to you, it was and horrible. and we didn't know what we were doing, and we, you went to um, a, a play thing with a bunch of other homeschool moms from all over the valley, and we had a wonderful woman in our life, um, Katie uh, Kruger, <laughs> that had been doing this her whole life. And you, I remember that day you went to her and you just broke down yeah. um, because you were just so overwhelmed and she ministered to you and she's the one that gave you direction. She was like, stop yeah. trying to make your home look like public school I class. I think she even said something to you. Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, I think she did. She, she, yeah. And so that was that was probably a turning point for us was when she told us, you, you get to teach your children mm-hmm. in a way that blesses them. So that was, that was big. And I think it's huge. Like if you're trying to homeschool... Um, on your own, I, I feel like that's extremely difficult. I feel like you need support. You need other moms. Um, find someone that's homeschooled for a long time and like ask them to take you under their wing and mentor you. Um, yeah, I think that's all vital to homeschooling. I was just going to share something. Recently, we've we've noticed. I don't know because your kids started out in public school. I don't know if you've experienced this with them. This, it's something really cool is, is Evie. She's our oldest. She's five, five and a half. And, uh, and she's not saved yet. I know because she thinks that if people like David Bowie, they must be Christians. Um, <laughs> but, uh, that's her theology. But, uh, what? but what's, what's really cool is not Easy. being in public school. She doesn't understand. She has no concept of, um, um, people not accepting talk about Jesus. Oh yeah. So we're, she's like at the park, like everywhere she goes, she's, there's girls in the neighborhood like at the park or wherever she goes she's she'll just ask people like 
So where do you go to church? She just assumes Aww. they go to church. And so she has no idea, like, that people frown upon that. Mm. And so that was something I don't think we anticipated that's been really cool to Recently, see. Recently, so. she's like, do you think, you think they're Christians, Mom? Aww. She's, like, asking. So it's cool I'm that like, she's real. I'm like, do you think you're a Christian? Let's <laughs> <laughs> talk her, about you for, for a minute. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, turtle, turtles the same way. Everybody he sees, are they Christian? Are they Christians dead? He are they was Christian? like floored last uh, night by the Mormon, remember? That, yeah, yeah, like, we have a friend of ours who's a Mormon apologist who goes to the temple, and I was hanging out with him, talking to him, you know, just cutting it up and, you know, yeah, just loving him. And uh, so when I told Turtle he's, he's a Mormon, we're trying to reach him with the gospel, he was like, wait, wait, what? How, <laughs> how, how's that? <laughs> then it was really awesome. It was a whole conversation about how God calls us to love people now God opens the eyes of the blind. It's not us. And uh, it was just an awesome opportunity. Evie also yesterday, just yesterday, was talking about non-Christians and was calling them devil people. Oh. Like, well, people. we can't call them devil people, babe. <laughs> devil no, they're lost people. and they need the Lord, but let's not call them devil people. <laughs> and I'm sure she did not hear that from you guys. That's no. probably something she just made up on her own. But mom has, <laughs> that's what we call them. Yeah, mom that's what <laughs> um, all right, it. so the question is um, uh, curriculum. People ask you guys, what kind of curriculum do you like to use? I'll tell my favorites. Okay. Um, I love right now, love, love uh, Veritas Press. Um, and I would really love, um, what's Douglas Wilson's? Logos. Yeah, a little hint there. <laughs> we are not at the point in our financial abilities to afford that, but yeah, yeah we would love Logos. Um, we also really like teaching textbooks for math. We love Answers in Genesis for Science and Apologia. And Apologia, um, yeah. I'm trying to think. We like easy grammar for writing. What's an absolute necessity every Christian needs to make sure their kids do? You cannot miss it. Is you Bobbing. must you must do George you must do George Grant's oh yes. um uh, four year curriculum on history. You, That's you, our favorite. Yeah, you, you have to do that with your kids. I mean, it is worth. It's expensive, but it's worth every dollar. I mean, sell something to get the curriculum. It's a four year curriculum. The history of the world, Christendom, modernity. Um, Starts in about seventh grade. Yeah, it, you you got to do it. You got to do you got to do Grant stuff. You get, it's Kings Meadow, kingsmeadow.com, I think yeah. is what it is. George Grant's curriculum. That is hands down our favorite um, curriculum for older kids. Because yeah. it's not just history. He does worldview, theology, history all together, mm-hmm. and so it's all it's it's perfect. It's just it can't be beat. You got to get it, George Grant. Uh, for me, I'm just so young and new at and starting out at this in the homeschool path, but my I've only taught kindergarten, and that's what I taught in public school, so it's a mishmash of a few things and things that Candy uh, recommended to me, and we love 100 Easy Lessons oh, for Reading. It's a favorite. great book. My daughter's reading. Um, and other than that, it's just kind of like Bible stories and whatever we get in and mm-hmm. living life. and Reading um, eggs. Oh yeah, amazing. Reading eggs is a, pro- a computer program. They yeah. do reading and math. So, yeah. but I'm very that. I'm always asking Candy, what curriculum uh, and what do you do and we go to the homeschool convention in the summer and Yeah, yeah. Homeschool That's overwhelming convention. and awesome. We'll be in Kauai this year. Oh, oh we're going to miss it. Boo. Oh. Oh, right. it's too bad. <laughs> you don't need to go. <laughs> Here's one. Um, has your husband's work ethics caused any tension or stress on both family and relationship oh. with one another? I think we said we're not going to answer that. You guys can answer that one. Yeah. What we'll do you think? You guys that. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm fine to answer that. It's a good thing to talk about. Um, I, I, I am a workaholic. Yes. He um, and when you combine my natural bent towards laboring hard anyway, like when I own my own business, my own martial arts school is one of the most successful karate programs in the nation. And we first started the school, I literally slept at the school some nights 
Um, I would be on my feet in the parking lots and in the neighborhoods, flying doors, literally walking up to people, and just it's just it's just what God has put in me. I'm just a hard worker. I want to work hard. But then when you combine that with my love for the Lord and my desire to see people come to Christ, um, it it is a it's a become it can be a recipe uh, for disaster. And uh, so I have to work really really hard on not not allowing my work ethic to really. Um, hurt my family and time with family. And so I think that um, as a pastor, that's one of those things that God has sanctified me in is being able to see when I'm failing um, and and to you know confess and repent and try, try to get better. But again, with ministry, it's always a very, very difficult process. So I think it's a sanctifying thing constantly. God is always working on you as a husband and as a father, as a minister, um, because you have to find out how to balance the glory of God in your family with the glory of God in the church and what God calls you to do. Yeah. And I was just going to say, I think, I think at first it was hard for our wives because, you know, we'd be like, all right, we have Bible study till nine and then we wouldn't get home till like 11 <laughs> and they'd be like upset. Well, why are you not getting home till 11? It's like, well, it's, you know, someone needed to talk. And so like at first that was hard, but I think they understand now, like that's just, it happens. And it, well, and there's like, it, there's, I've noticed that there's been this compromise you guys have gotten better about scheduling time and, you know, being more cognizant of time. Yeah. And then your wives have become more flexible about, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe things running a little bit longer. So it's been from both sides, really. Mm -hmm. When it first started, we had so many very needy people and not in a bad way. They just needed help. They were new Christians and um, we didn't really have, they were both working other jobs. So we didn't have time during the week when they could counsel people for the church. Mm. And you guys were learning. I mean, mm-hmm. and like you said, those first two years, we all learned about boundaries and yes. when to say no. Yes. And because we just didn't say no, no. for the first two years no. to anybody. Yeah. So yeah. that was just draining for everyone, I think. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. And uh, I think the hardest thing now um, is it's hard to, because we're always like on call mm-hmm. and because of the advent of Facebook Messenger, it becomes very hard to shut off work mode when we're at home, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, and so it's it. I think that's I know at least for Cheryl, I'm sure with you as well, Candy. Yeah, that's the thing that upsets her the most is yeah, me too. You know, like if it's dinner time, it gets it's gotten to the point where I will just leave my phone like in another room, right? Yeah, yeah put it you, you know, it off. and so I think that's the most frustrating thing is when we are home and we're and we're saying okay. I'm going to spend this time with my family mm-hmm. and not focus on church. Then we still are getting pulled away. And I think that's the thing that causes the most conflict. Yeah, it really does. So. And I think it would be important for people like who are listening and maybe you're not getting like a response back as soon as you like, it may take a day or two. Um, usually there's a reason for that. It's because they haven't seen their families for literally a month. <laughs> you know, I'm not even exaggerating. Like this month has been crazy and busy ministry and we wouldn't want it any other way but i'm just saying like that's just the Mm -hmm. that's just the truth of it when you have an abortion mill a new church plant um how many other things going on like that's just a church uh, yeah church plants uh studio so sometimes tv they cannot get back to you within four minutes (laughs) (laughs) okay here's a good one an easier one what um what is the most important significant blessing this is from stephen harris uh, that has come from being a pastor's wife. 
I would say my most, um, I think it has been the biggest tool in my sanctification. Mm. It really has. It'll make me cry. Yeah. Mm. I mean, because when you start a church, you're serving, you're caring for other people's needs. Um, you learn to be more self, not more selfish. No, that's not, you <laughs> learn to be selfless. less selfless. selfish. Um, so yeah, I think God's just, uh, I mean, obviously always going to be sanctifying me, but um, that's the, that's the significant blessing I feel like in my life. Um, well, when we first started the church, I was in a major denial. I thought Jeff Durbin was insane. <laughs> <laughs> he said I has, he always tells the story. I had a look on my face that first Sunday. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the look was, but. Yeah, and now he wants to open. Oh, now he wants to do a new shirt. <laughs> so I just I've, I've realized that when Jeff has an idea, just don't freak out because it's it's going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah, it'll things will get done, fall into place. But um, I've missed out on a lot of blessings at the beginning because I was just very bitter and and just fighting against this, and and the Lord just kept breaking me and saying, no, mm-hmm. no, this is what's what I want. And doors were opening, things were happening, and it was obvious that's what what the Lord wanted. But He's been so gracious to let us see um, a handful of people six years ago in a church just blow up into this tons of different families and an abortion ministry, babies being saved from death, Mm -hmm. Um, ex-atheists and drug addicts loving Jesus so much, families having a change of heart about home education and Mm -hmm. um, just legacy stuff. and Even um, just submitting to their husbands. Like that's been like a huge... Wives well, that's husbands. been a huge yeah. thing to be able to see. You know, not, sure. we're not perfect at it, but no, no, that's been a blessing. Girl, no, okay, <laughs> yeah, and um, just the studio putting out quality content, like unbelievable. I would never have imagined six years ago that this no. would be what we would be doing. Um, cl- the content is changing things. Um, seeing people come out of cults like LDS and worshiping next to us mm. at church, um, church plant in Kauai happening. And God didn't have to let us see any of this, but mm-hmm. He was gracious enough to give us the encouragement so we can give Him the glory and, and keep going. Amen. Mm. Wow. Um, okay, let's see here. Uh, here's one. Tra- uh, Travis Pictures asked a kind of interesting question. How did you cope when your husband went through his cage stage? So I know ca- what that means. Okay. Now I asked. I didn't yeah. know. Yeah. You didn't know what it meant? I was like, I asked him, I'm like, what is a cage stage? <laughs> <laughs> what? We weren't married. Believe then. it or not, my wife doesn't spend her whole day listening to Dr. White, dividing line. <laughs> Oh, wait, it's not when you were Johnny Cage? No, no. That's what you said on That's what I thought it was, That's what I thought it was. I was like, oh, we weren't married then. So I don't know what you're talking about. In Mortal Kombat, I thought he was talking about the... How did you deal with that outfit, by the way, when you were Johnny Cage? I was not married to him. No, but what is it really? Okay, for real, what is the Cage stage? You don't know either? No. Oh, my goodness. I've never heard of failing, Luke. Um... So cage stage, Dr. White, I think he is is he's the one that originated that. Um, uh, cage stage is where somebody first becomes reformed, oh. and they can't stop talking to everybody about it, and they want to get in every possible argument about it. Um, I, was I ever like that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think I think Cheryl and I went through that at the same time, actually. So. Oh yeah. In, in our early twenties, yeah. we were yeah. both like a little overzealous. A little, and, little bit. Yeah. Yeah. You both became reformed at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't so, know. Was it was it bad? It, it was it yeah, horrible. Ish, ish. I can't remember. I mean, that was a long time ago. What was this guy's name that asked the question? Uh, Travis Pictures. I'm sorry, Travis. I probably seemed totally stupid to your. Okay, that was great. No, this is good. How did your husband's pitch to you uh, homeschooling your children? Um, how, how did that uh, how did that happen? Well, we 
we were listening to, uh, we were having a ton of problems in the school that my kids were in, and I think they were in second and first grade. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe third and second grade. I can't remember. But we were already having a lot of, we felt like God was just showing us. It seemed like every day they would come home and God would reveal like, oh. And then, so I felt like he was laying it on our heart. And then we listened to um, Vody Bauckham's, what was that? Uh, Children of Caesar. Children of Caesar. Mm, that's um, a good one. And that was really what God used to convict us to take them them out of school. But at first, when he was kind of like mentioning it, I I think I was not for it. Right? I wasn't like adamantly not. It, it was a it was a huge switch from me dissing homeschooling and yeah. being like very very opposed to it to me telling you like I was wrong. Yeah. And here's what the Bible says about Christ and his authority. And, and then we, you know, sort of like me trying to tell you, like I was wrong Mm -hmm. and we need to change what we're doing. And so Candy and I had an interesting experience because now I have to convince my wife, I have to undo all the damage that I did all those years. I have to convince her now. And so we're starting to really get into things or watching stuff or listening to God at this point. Um, But we started asking God specifics. We're like, Lord, do you want us to do this? And if you want us to do it, you got to reveal it to us. So we started praying those prayers. And while we're asking God to reveal it to us, our kids at the time were in public school. Like we're talking like kindergarten, first grade, that kind of stuff. And they started getting, getting put in these situations with their faith in public school that it was one thing after another. It was just God was dropping on us all of these obvious signs that yes, it's time to leave um, like my daughter was trying to share her faith one day with somebody who asked her a question and she got in trouble and she got essentially yelled at in front of uh, other people for sharing her faith, but she was just defending herself. Or her this, little Earth Day thing yeah, that yeah. she did. Oh, yeah. I remember that. And uh, and so, like another kid was like, I guess an atheist, you know, I had atheist parents, he's an atheist kid. And, uh, and he came out, my daughter, my daughter started kind of witnessing to him and she got penalized and in trouble and he didn't. Um, and so we just started seeing this one after another, all these different examples of God was telling us to leave. And this was like over 10 years ago. It was, yeah, it was, she, a, yeah, it was a long time ago. That's when we first really started hanging out with Maybe you guys. Maybe 10 years ago. It was, it was in second 10 years grade. Ago. I remember that. Yeah, it was 10 years ago. I think it's about right. Um, okay, so uh, next question is... I would um, like to answer Holly and Julie's question. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. So uh, Holly, Holly uh, J- Julie West, um, who's a member of Apologia Church, actually, asked a question. She said, what do you most need support with from the women in your church body and holly ridley also a member of apology of church asked besides praying for you and your family what are other ways people can support the wives i'll let you go first cheryl oh well encouragement in many forms um just any kind of word of encouragement or like i had a friend drop up flowers the other day and that seems like just a little whatever thing but it, it really busts my heart mm-hmm. and um I'm realizing our role is support. Um, like we talked about before, we're not Mrs. Pastor. We aren't supposed to shepherd um, or fix all the problems or pray for every meal that we're at, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and just have give grace to our kids. Um, mm-hmm. Just the other Sunday, Candy's youngest and my oldest had a little thing. and I'm sure they, everyone saw it. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it is what it is. And we had grace for each other's kids. They ended up talking on the phone later and reconciling it was beautiful i'm like that's this is the way we do life and just knowing that they're not going to be perfect and Mm -hmm. they're going to be right in there all in the nitty-gritty sinning with the rest of your kids exactly um respect our husbands and their role in the church um 
just know that they're giving, and, and this is just coming from someone that's living with one of your pastors, he, they're, they're giving everything, mm-hmm. um, and they're not perfect. Um, realize that we're going to sin, and we'll disappoint you as you will us, and get used to repenting and forgiving, um, just like our kids did, just doing life together. Um, know that we are usually carrying a burden from one crisis or another, and that's what this ministry is, and that's how, where the Lord has us, and that's mm-hmm. what we love, and but it, it's hard. It doesn't make it easy, even though we're willing to do it. Um, and that you may, you might not even ever know about what's going on, or maybe you will, but there's usually something. So every day, yeah, yeah. Um, and know that I think that Candy's given, or the Lord has given Candy and I both discernment, um, just about certain people and situations. And it's an honor to be able to to speak into different things if our husbands talk to us about different situations. And but um. Obviously, just knowing that our, our role is support and um, don't gossip to us. Oh, that was my big number one. It's hard to know all the nitty gritty behind the scenes stuff and it is not fun and juicy like you think it is. It's heartbreaking and um, just don't tempt us to try to spill the beans on stuff because it's just not, you know, it's not, it's sin. So stop it. Yeah. And also <laughs> don't gossip about us. Yeah. Please don't do that. Because <laughs> we always hear about it. It's yeah. horrible. Um. So did you have any more? I, I didn't have, I mean, I don't have that much to add to that. Cheryl kind of answered everything. I just said, you know, the gossip is huge. Like, uh, don't criticize our husbands. Be kind to our children. I don't think people realize, like, how much pressure. Well, they do, they do realize, but like, I saw a meme. Is it a meme? A may may? What have we decided it's called? Radio, it's I don't know. Yeah. It's may may. Okay, a, a may may mm-hmm. floating around, and it had like a picture of I like a we were bad. all about like objective truth here. It's may may. Yeah. <laughs> That's why it's called may That's why it's. Do you even apologia, bro? Yeah. Subjective. But I saw that floating around, and it was a picture of like a bad superhero and then a good super superhero, and it was like under the title was like uh, two different kinds of pastors' kids, and I'm like that just really broke my heart. You, yeah. you know, they're just kids. They sin exactly like your children. They're just not in the spotlight. So, and who, John Piper, his son has some great books because he was pastor's child. And um, I would encourage anyone who's ever talked badly about pastor's children to go read all of his books and educate yourself. (laughs) Um, I say that lovingly. And then. um, With love. Yeah, with love. You know, she's the pastor wife. She goes, I say that with love. Bless your heart. Bless your heart. I'll cut you. I'll cut you with love. Okay, the last one I will say, and you guys may feel sad for me after this. I don't know, like people at church. I'm not saying this to apology at church. Um, Usually your pastor's wives are sitting alone every single Sunday, Sunday after Sunday. Mm. There's never like a time when your husband gets to sit with you at church. Um, And usually no one... I can count on one hand and I, I don't look for it, but it's just very obvious of how many people will make an attempt to even come say hi to me on Sundays. Um, and I think it's because I, intimidation, they think I'm judging them. I don't know what it <laughs> is. It's probably maybe intimidation yeah. and also just they think we're set. Like, yeah. We're like, good. But it's like, I, I feel like the new person every single Sunday because mm-hmm. I'm sitting by myself and I'm always the one that has to go say hi. And obviously there are exceptions. Joy never ignores me. Um, <laughs> no, lots of women are, are very great about that. But I would just say, you know, I'm speaking to the whole radio program. Like, just say hi to your pastor's wife. Just sit by her even. If you notice that she's having a hard time with her kids, like go Lord, try to please, help her yes, with her kids. Please. Yes. So that's help all with, I have to say my, about help that. Help with my kids. <laughs> okay. I, I, think, oh, I think the best thing you can do is to make your 
make the, their husband's chocolate chip cookies. Mm. Oh, there you go. That would help that, our wives that would a help lot. Them, that would Do you help have anything to add, Joy? You've been with us through all I think, this. Actually, because I was thinking about the just saying hi thing yeah. earlier, and that's a big thing. And I mean, yeah, I think a lot of it is that like they already know your name. Like yeah. most of the people in church know me. And so they're like, oh, yeah, it's Joy. And I'm like, I don't know you <laughs> like you can come say hi to me. Basically, yeah. I think it just comes down to like, you know, we're all just people exactly. sitting in this room. Like not we, titles. <laughs> yeah, we um, chances are, you know, if you if you know of us or you know our name, you don't actually know mm-hmm. who we are. Yeah. Um, so if you're interested in getting to know who we are, if you want to know us and be in community, then, you you know, just we'll say hi to you sometimes. But. Like, it can go both ways, for sure. And don't get offended if I forget your name. I am the worst at that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think, um, yeah, that's that's big, too. Um, I think that what what we're saying here is that the main thing you want to do on a Sunday is, if you see your pastor's wife, I mean... (laughs) <laughs> Hold on, I tried really hard to get that right. It's really quiet. I know. I'll, I'll try to do it right. So if you see if you if you see your pastor's wife on Sunday, sudden, sudden, It's the most ridiculous it video so ever. Sudden, sudden, sudden. I can totally see Holly doing this on Sunday too. Please, now please, when she Holly, sees this, Holly, please, <laughs> say, please, sudden, All right, last question. Last question of the show thank you guys for hanging with us in this episode last question by john watson it is wonderful is jeff's beard as delicious looking on camera as it is in real life i think he meant to say is it as delicious in real life yeah as it is on camera i would say no to that because his beard is not food so therefore it cannot be delicious oh, yeah. Candy hates that We're gonna bring that out Candy hates when things that are not food Are referred to as delicious And I invented it Yeah he yeah. did can I, And you do it You say it because she doesn't like it Can I actually ask one more serious question yes. So Candy you brought up You guys are talking about gossip and stuff Yeah can, I want you guys to take a minute to admonish uh, Other pastors wives How important And how easily is it for a pastor's wife to destroy a church. Oh, it's so easy. <laughs> Your oh. lips are like, what's the word, Cheryl? Well, the, what's the poison. Bible say? Yeah, <laughs> they're like poison. Fiery darts. Yeah. Um, actually, Rusty Thomas was here speaking at our church a few weeks ago, and he was telling me about the, the Bible verse. I think it was a psalm that says um, a woman can be the crown of her husband or she can use her hands to, to mm-hmm. tear him down. And she's like, that's power. Or mm-hmm. he said, that's power. You can tear your husband apart. Yeah. So don't think what you're doing isn't important. Yeah. And take it seriously and humbly because, you know, your role is important. And mm-hmm. it, if I decided just to up and leave mm-hmm. and, you know, go do my thing and move or travel the country and in a Volkswagen van. Yeah. Like my husband would be stuck with kids. He wouldn't be able to do ministry. Like what? That's so selfish. And yeah. that would destroy everything. You guys, it would have a ripple effect and affect mm-hmm. you guys and everyone else of the church. And yeah. And as far as like gossip goes with, um, I mean, any, it, yeah, if you're a pastor's wife or thinking about becoming a pastor's wife, it's very hard to do, but you need to learn how to, you know, keep your mouth closed. Oh, I yeah. mean, it'll bite you in the bud. If yeah. You don't. And I mean, there's been many times I've had to go to Cheryl. Oh yeah, and vice I, versa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. So you you should just always be careful of what you're saying. And then, um, oh goodness, there was something else I was gonna say. Just 
you know, people are watching you. So like even joking, you know, like snide comments or, you know, just, um, yeah, just passive aggressiveness, I would say, you know, could destroy your church very easily. Um, Just watch your mouth and watch your behavior because you're doing it for God's glory. It's not about you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Keep that in mind. <laughs> well, and if you see your pastor's wife gossiping, don't go gossip about it no, with go somebody to else. Her. Just go to her, her and yeah. say, you know, talk to her about it. Which is very hard to do. <laughs> yeah. Very hard to do, but you should do it. Yeah. Yes. They want you to. Yeah, it's very, very easy. That's a good question, Luke. Yeah, it's very easy for a pastor's wife to destroy an entire church. We've, That's, we've seen that sort of thing happen. Yeah. Uh, it's very, Sadly. very, very easy. So, I mean, I think one of the things we do when we counsel people who are raising up for leadership and even church plants is try to communicate with the with the couple. You have to decide who you're doing this for. Is it for you? Is it for your glory? Is it for the position itself? Or are you doing this for the glory of Jesus Christ and for his kingdom? Um, and that has to kind of, that has to be the banner over your head and over your heart every time you step into a new day is when you see something, when you hear something, um, you have to decide who you're doing this for. And um, there are times where your pride might get injured and times mm-hmm. where you may want to get up and, and say something and fight, but you have to sometimes just say, that's not a fight worth having. Mm-hmm. Love covers a multitude of sins. Mm-hmm. That, can, that can be covered, and I don't need to say anything or do anything. It's for the glory of Jesus, and my, my feelings and my, my uh, preferences here aren't that important. It's about God. Die to yourself daily, to yourself. hourly, yeah. whatever you need to do. Yep. Yeah. Amen. All right, y'all. So that was Apologia Radio's first Pastor's Wives special. Thanks, babe. Yeah, Good. it was fun. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. I told um, you. I'm just not going to want to hear my voice. So. I know. You I know probably what I mean? won't listen to this. I'm going to hate that. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, babe. Hate it. Thanks, Shawty. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, dude. All right. Dude. So don't forget, guys. Reform Con coming up June 1st through 4th. Get your tickets. Come out and say hi. You can meet our wives even. See, apparently they would love to say hi to you. Yeah, okay. They'll be signing autographs. Yeah. We will right. not be oh, doing no, that. No, never. <laughs> That's ridiculous. So uh, they'll be there. You guys can come say hi and hang out. We will be uh, spending a lot of time with everybody at the conference, just hanging out, a lot of fellowship. ReformCon.org, June 1st through 4th. Dr. James White, John Sampson, me, Scott Oliphant, The Bear, Marcus Pittman, Vocab Malone, and more. It's all coming June 1st through 4th, ReformCon.org. And I want you guys to go check out EndAbortionNow.com. EndAbortionNow. Go look at it. Some very, very, very big things are happening right now to end abortion and put it under the feet of Jesus. And so we're going to have a live stream event, a live stream event that will be available for everybody to watch. We're looking right now at a constitutional uh, lawyer and scholar, uh, myself, uh, and some other well-known people that are going to be speaking at this thing, getting people ready to end abortion in their state once and for all um, immediately, if you get what I'm saying. So There's a um, picture of a beautiful man on there, there right now. There is a beautiful man there with a nice beard. So it is endabortionnow.com. Um, endabortionnow.com guys go check it out don't forget to sign up for all access join what we're doing thank you guys for listening and mission thank aware you to, thank you for our wives being here in missionaware.com go get a t-shirt they love us they support us go support them get some sweet shirts yes, right sir. amen thank you joy you're welcome thanks I don't King know Ginger. why you always thank me at the end of, I never know what to say because I love you <laughs> when someone says here. thank you you hey, just say you're welcome I want to say 
Joy is here after like no sleep and she's dedicating mm. herself to be here. So praise God. Thank yes. you, Joy. Joy's awesome. Okay. We love Joy. We love Joy. All right, guys. See you guys next time. <laughs> This is Jeff Durbin with Apologia Radio. You can get us at ApologiaRadio.com. I'm also the pastor at Apologia Church in Tempe. You can get us at ApologiaChurch.com. want to invite you guys to join us for worship, the word, and fellowship on Sundays at 4 p.m. And that's Joy Tempe. Hey there. We are a family-integrated church, so we invite you to bring your whole family to worship with us. This is Luke Pearson, the ministry bear, also discipleship pastor at Apologia Church. Like Jeff mentioned, we are now meeting at a new location and time, 4 p.m. on Sunday afternoons at Arizona Community Church. That's 9325 South Rural Road and Tempe. We're meeting in the Community Center, and that is between Warner and Ray off of Rural. Again, you can reach us on them internets at apologiachurch.com. Delicious beards are encouraged but not required. <laughs> Glory!